Um, yeah, it's a real privilege to be able to share uh, my personal reflections on this particular series. Um, and whenever in the past I've done a study on Ephesians, um, it's, always, it's always challenged me and it's stretched me. Um, and with this series, it's been absolutely no different. It's stretched me and it's challenged me. Um, Ephesians is a book of, it's a book of revelation. It reveals truths about God's character, his promises for us, um, and for our lives. Uh, Paul emphasizes this in Ephesians 1.18, where he writes, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you. So in my reflection of Ephesians, I'd like to focus on three major points. God's plan for our lives, inheritance, and lastly, spiritual authority. It is clear through the book of Ephesians that God has a plan for our lives. In Ephesians 1.11, we hear that in him we were also chosen having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purposes of his will. Similarly, Paul writes in Ephesians 2.10, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. This revelation should have a profound impact Uh, in our daily lives. We should feel a great sense of peace hearing these words, knowing that what we are doing for Christ matters for his kingdom. We should also gain a real sense of comfort that when we make big life decisions, God can use whatever decision we make for his good purposes. My school principal, Dr. Boyce, I'm a teacher by the way, Uh, I'm not at school, I'm actually a teacher, Uh, I'm not a student, Uh, but my school principal, Dr. Boyce, loves quoting Ephesians 2.10 because what it does is it really fosters a sense of community, that we are all in this together. Each person has a unique role to play, not too dissimilar to an analogy of an orchestra. Great music happens when all band members play in unison. Perhaps the most exciting theme running through Ephesians is the theme of inheritance. In Ephesians 1, 13 to 14, Paul writes, And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession. This inheritance has profound impact on how we react and how we behave in this life. We now have access to every spiritual blessing in Christ through this inheritance and because of this deposit of the Holy Spirit. These spiritual blessings, as we hear in Ephesians, no, they're not just earthly blessings, they're heavenly blessings. So this should change our posture 
of how we react in spiritual battles. In fact, we read in Ephesians 2.6, we are given authority through Christ, through Christ. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. So it is through inheritance that we have access to a spiritual authority. So it is through inheritance we have access to spiritual authority. So how does this practically look for our lives? Well, it ties in with Pete's message last week about our spiritual armour. As Pete mentioned, we come from a standpoint that we have already won the battle. So our prayers, our intercessions, our words we receive from the Holy Spirit have great weight in the spiritual realms. Why? Because of inheritance through Christ. So we should feel victorious when we put on the armor of God, not because we've done anything ourselves, rather because of God's amazing plan that he predestined us for adoption to sonship through treat Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. So I guess my encouragement after reading this series is that we can really roll up our sleeves in prayer and intercession and take hold of this authority that we've been given because of Christ. Um, and we receive this inheritance and this authority when we became Christians and decided to follow Jesus. Good morning, everyone. My reflection is slightly different than Colin's. Um, Ephesians was written by Paul and has a wealth of information to digest. His simple, clear presentation leaves us in no doubt about what life centered on God is about. There are so many passages in Ephesians, and we've heard about a few of them, that refer to this. But I've just chosen one that stands out to me. Sorry. Ephesians 4, 15 to 19. Paul's prayer for spiritual growth. When I became a Christian in my early 30s, I struggled with whether I was worthy of his love and I needed guidance on how to do this. And this passage seems to sum it up for me. He's the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that for his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust him. Your rock will grow into God's love and keep you strong. During various illnesses that I've, I've encountered, he's been there, he's been journeying with me, and his strength is amazing. Paul encourages us to reach out to others you have the power to understand, as all God's people, how wide covers the breadth of all experiences, and he reaches out to the whole world. How long he continues through the length of our lives, and how high he rises to the height of our celebration and elation, and how deep his love, reaching to the depth of discouragement, despair, and even death. 
when we feel shut out or isolated, we rem remember that we can but never be lost to God's love. Our actions are important to him. It is available to everyone who believes in him and follows God's path. How exciting is that? May you experience the love of Christ through it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and the power that comes from God. That fact we may not fully understand what God is offering in such an, it's so encouraging to me sometimes. But I admit I struggle sometimes understanding his plans for me. Paul encourages us, is us to reach out to others who don't know God and invite them into his world. He encourages us, us to be humble, gentle, patient, understanding and peaceful. I think I need to write this as a reminder on the fridge. We may experience a few roadblocks on the way, but God is always with us. Paul encourages us in so many ways. Although this book was written to the Ephesian church, it has such relevance to us and to our church today. I found it such an easy and helpful book to read and reflect on. Definitely one book to return to and keep rereading. Such an encouragement to everyone. Thank you. Thanks, Carr. Thanks, Colin. Thanks, uh, Brenda. As we come to the end of our series in Ephesians, I found myself uh, asking the same question. Lord, what, do I, what have I learnt out of this? What have you been saying to me out of this particular book? And so I started to flick through um, yeah, the, the, the book of Ephesians. And before I knew it, I was, I was writing almost a letter. And it was a, I believe it was a letter from God to me in a way. So... Um, I've got it up on the screen and you might like to, to read through it because um, I don't want to go off the track. But um, these are the words that came to me. Uh, Brian, open your eyes wide to see all the blessings I have for you in my son Jesus and be filled with praise. You have been chosen and accepted by me, blameless because of Jesus and adopted into my family. No strings attached, no performance reviews, you often live like it's too good to be true. And because of that, you hold it way too lightly. Value who you are in Jesus. So pray Paul's prayer often. Pray that your eyes will be open to see all that I have for you. Let it impact your heart. Treasure it. Don't take it for granted. Remember what you were like without Jesus. You were dead in your waywardness and sin. You lived without hope. But because of Jesus, you are alive, not just alive, but a new creation created in Christ Jesus to make a difference in this world. I planned that before you were born, actually even before creation. That is special. All the walls, walls have been broken down, not just between you and me, but between you and all creation. Jesus did that. And now there's no distinction on gender ethnicity or social standing so make every effort to keep the unity of my spirit through the bond of peace i brought you believers together and i'm building you all together you are a building that i inhabit but it's a spiritual building indwelt by my spirit 
Make sure I am always the cornerstone of your life together. And through this spiritual building, my church, I am working powerfully, equipping people with a variety of different gifts so that together, unified in spirit and purpose, you will grow to be more like Jesus. Not being people tossed about by every whim, by every new idea, but rather growing strong and mature together. Brian, believe it. I'm able to do way more than you could ask or imagine as my power works in you and in the church. As you see that unfold, be filled with praise and adoration for all I am doing. But you have a part to play. You need to be disciplined and to live a life worthy of the calling I have given you. Remember what you were like before you placed your trust in me. Don't go back there. Don't be corrupted by those old deceitful desires. Put away even a hint of sexual immorality or any kind of impurity or greed because they have no part in your life now. Keep being renewed in heart and mind. So actively keep putting off the old self and keep clothing yourself with the new I have given you. And follow my example. Walk in the way of love. Live in my light. Be humble and gentle, patient and loving. And as you love one another, submit to one another out of reverence to me. In all your relationships, marriage, family and work, serve others as if you were serving me personally. Then remember, this is not an easy path. So gird yourself for the battle. Stand strong in me and in my mighty power. There are forces of evil rallied against you, plotting your downfall and the downfall of my church. But don't lose heart. The victory has been won. You just need to arm yourself with what I have provided and stand firm and pray. Pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. Pray not just for yourself but for all my people and especially for those who share the gospel so that others might have hope in me too. Take hold of my peace, love and grace with everlasting love, your heavenly Father. The word of God never loses its power, does it? Um, as I sat there and I, and I read through those things, I realised that this book might have been written 2,000 years ago, but it's written to me today. And God wants me to take hold of every truth that is in that. And that last exhortation was to pray. And it's something I, I want to do today. I want to pray particularly for, for two people. I want to pray for uh, Valerie Nicholson. And Valerie, if you're um, tuned in today and sitting in your hospital bed awaiting your height, heart surgery tomorrow, we want to pray for you. We want to pray for your dad, Cam, uh, for Jeff. Um, Cam's dad has been diagnosed with ca pancreatic cancer and is having an operation um, to remove the tumour on Thursday and then chemo after that. So will you join me? as uh, we take hold of that exhortation from Ephesians, to pray. To pray in all types of prayers on all occasions. Let's pray together. Our Heavenly Father, we praise you and thank you for who you are. We open up your word and the truth of your word is relevant to us today because you are an unchanging God. You're a faithful God. And Father, you call us to walk with you and to depend on you. 
And we thank you for this journey, the privilege of this journey. We're on with our Creator. And today we uh, know that two of our friends are going through um, some special uh, challenges in life. And so for Valerie, Father, we pray for her. She had the angiogram on Friday and now awaiting a heart surgery tomorrow. Father, we ask that even today you'll be filling her with your peace and the assurance of your presence with her. Might she take hold of that and know that you journey with her in those situations. Father, we pray for the surgeon. Uh, we pray that he'll know exactly uh, what procedure is needed in what is going to be a long operation. Father, we pray that you would, as she comes out of that, that uh, there'll be no effects of the, of the medication uh, in any way. And we commit Valerie to you, Father, and ask that you would just uh, be so real to her during this experience. Father, we pray for Alan too at home, knowing that often for uh, us as uh, husbands or uh, any spouse, wife in other cases, uh, the journey is our loved one goes through special um, yeah, special times of testing and operations can be a particularly hard one. So, Father, we pray that, that Alan might know your peace with him at this time as well. And we pray for Jeff, Father, for Cam's dad. Uh, news that just comes out of the blue. And yet, Father, we thank you that he, he knows you. And, Father, we thank you that his faith is in you. And as he prepares uh, for this operation on Thursday, might he also uh, understand your presence with him. Uh, we pray uh, particularly for the surgeon as he operates and uh, removes that tumour, but he'll be able to uh, take out the exact um, amount that is needed, that he'll get the whole lot. Um, but, Father, we would pray that in the midst of all of that, that, uh, that Jill Cam's mum um, would uh, see you in the midst of all that along with other members of the family. Uh, Father, we just want to surround the Webb family with our love and prayers. And Father, we, uh, we ask that this might be a, a time when they reach out to you and know your presence with them. Uh, Father, in both those cases, we thank you that we can come and simply uh, lay our request before you. We thank you for who you are and we praise you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.